good morning. Good morning. We are now on episode, oh for goodness <laughs> sake. 82? No. 82. Do you know what? People are going to be listening to this or watching this and thinking we're actually making it up, but you forget. 83. <laughs> I have an excuse today. My head is swimming. And it's yeah. not because I was drunk or anything like that. No. I've got some weird inner ear thing going on, which is just making me a bit like... <laughs> yeah, you were poorly yesterday and it seems to be hanging around a little bit, yeah. isn't it? But, um, yeah. yeah hey, I hey, feel so. like I'm a bit drunk, to be fair. Yeah, yeah you might start slurring your words. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so welcome to a- episode 83. Yes. So what are we talking about today? So... Um, Today, um, I well, yesterday I was reading how um, there's like more new business owners or soon to be new business owners than ever before. Like everyone's starting a business. Basically. Oh really? Um, yeah, and I and I I guess I can understand why because obviously people have lost businesses and people have lost their jobs and people are in furlough and there's whole kind of new industries being kind of born of of the corona time as it yeah. were um so we're for anyone listening in the future we're in january of 20 no we're not oh, oh my we're goodness. in february <laughs> quite way into february too yeah oh dear <laughs> shall we just okay just go back to bed and start again so it's february of 2021 right now yes. so just to help you out yeah and um <laughs> yeah so it's um it's a, a a weird time but it's quite an exciting time as well for the kind of innovation that's happening um but because of all of that i just wanted to kind of do an episode focusing on what new business owners should focus on because you know there's as we know starting a new business last year even though we're seasoned business owners as it were when you start a new business there's a thousand things to think about oh it's a completely different it's a completely different set of skills and different set of way of thinking when you're starting a business to when you're running an established business yeah. um, and I, even like um, even just a new project within a business yeah it's yeah the same kind of thing yeah it's I was on a um, like a business group thing the other day and um, I said I said then I said there's something quite exhilarating about being in startup phase mm-hmm. uh, uh, because I'm very used to well, we both are very used to being in an established business where it's all about tweaking people systems like making things uh, optimizing things and and yeah. right what can you what system can you reduce what one can you increase and that's a different kind of mindset headspace than it is when you're like oh jesus christ where do we find our customers and yeah, how do we yeah. communicate to our customers and all this kind of stuff so yeah it's something quite exciting about that um but like what you were saying about more and more people are going to business more than ever that's that's a positive but there's a lot of scams out there yeah. and I, like we've talked a lot over um or we've mentioned this a few times on previous episodes that there's a lot of nonsense about get rich quick or follow my system follow my process and you'll make a load of money like within this short space yeah. of time or whatever it is and um that triggered me to go if nobody's seen it they should definitely take a look at it at some point on um and I mentioned it with the discussion with Mark Whitehands yeah. on a on an episode a couple of episodes ago about a guy called Mike Winnett who's who basically sold his business and made a load of money and um, decided that he was going to try some of these like big names um, and see if there's like see if there's anything scammy about it mm-hmm. and he created this whole 
kind of movement, if you like, about, and he, he, he labelled it contrepreneur. Yeah. So these guys that go out there and sell like the the perfect system that will definitely make you millions and and uh, give you the life balance where you don't have to do any work, but you make a huge ton of money and all this kind of stuff. And, um, and don't, get me, like, don't get me wrong, like he's pointing those things out. Uh, you have to understand where he's pointing the blame on those because yeah. there are some things that absolutely legitimately, if you put your time, work and effort in, will create a result. But there's others that are just generally scams. Yeah, and some of them aren't just aren't scams, but they're still not the best thing for you to be doing as a startup. You yeah. see what I mean? Or um or again where your focus is, which is why I wanted to to kind of cover this today, because actually your focus is is on quite basic things, or mm. on quite simple. Doesn't mean they're easy. It's no. no, there's nothing easy about starting a business, but the actual foundations that you need to be concentrating on are actually quite simple. They're not like these uber complex, newfound ways of doing things. They're kind of back to the foundations, the originals. Yeah, well, that's, that's a really important point that just because something is simple doesn't make it easy, yeah, right? Yeah, and, and and that's definitely the case in when you're... I'd say that's definitely the case in a lot of small business full stop. It's um, like the sales process and everything else. I mean, yeah. If you look at how we um, we communicated to our franchisees through the franchise recruitment process, we talk about the fact that, okay, you can build the business up, use all the systems and processes, build the business up to do to do X, Y, Z on income Yeah. if you follow these processes. And the actual time versus reward yeah. is, is insane. Like yeah. the amount of time you have to put in for the reward that you get is, is a ridiculous balance yeah um in a really good way by the way but you have to do the simple things and get good at doing the simple yeah, things yeah, yeah. first to get that result down well, the road it comes back to what we say gosh I, I think pretty much on every episode is discipline and persistence yeah you know do do those things over and over yeah uh, until they're right and then you can kind of grow and scale is you don't need to reinvent the wheel with business and marketing people have been doing it for decades centuries yeah. even um but we all seem to think oh there's this new way of there's no silver bullet basically is no. what i think i'm trying to say well it's not exciting right yeah that's i think that's the problem for a lot of business marketers that go out there and go this is i've got the magic the magic bullet, as you call it, the, yeah. the, the, this is, this is the secret that nobody knows or everybody keeps missing. And I figured it out yeah. and all this kind of stuff. It's like, that sounds very attractive. Whereas if they actually just turned around and said, well, actually it's just a grind yeah. for a really long time yeah, yeah, yeah. until you get good enough yeah. to be able to do this in your sleep and, and then move on to the next phase of yeah. the business. And I think those messages are starting to come through now. Like there's the entrepreneur that you mentioned, but I've seen quite a few others. In fact, there's um, a guy I'm talking with at the moment that I'm hoping to get onto the podcast uh, as a guest. But th I think that message that it, there is no quick win, there is no overnight success, etc., is starting to come through. Yeah. I think people are getting tired of that rhetoric that, Oh, just buy my something and everything will be fine. Well, people need it though. Yeah. That's, I think that's the problem. There's a definite need that people have right now where they're economically and health and whatever else, they might be in a really scary place. Yeah, yeah. So when it's, it's, it's very attractive to look at, um, oh, this widget yeah. uh, it will save the day kind yeah. of stuff. 
And the problem, I think, as well, is that it's some of those widgets are quite complicated. Yeah. So there's a there's a time and effort in learning what the widget is. Yeah. And and then you can't and but the mistake is you think that the time and effort you're putting in to learn what the widget is is the work, mm. but it's not. You're just trying to figure out what it is they're trying to sell yeah. you. And a lot of these um, webinars, stroke, uh, come along and come to my free coaching thing yeah. where they're actually going to sell you something at the end of the two hour three yeah, hour yeah. thing you've you've invested all of that just trying to work out what the widget is yeah and i mean christ i'm i'm not immune to it i've, I've been sucker punched into business deals um where they've ended up being quite lucrative down the road but generally the the lucrative aspect to those business deals came way later and was way, uh, than was promised required way more work than was ever suggested at the outset and but it did require me to invest a lot of time and energy in just learning what that thing was yeah exactly but that's not the work no the work is the doing the thing that you learn and it's also about i think people with these kind of messages they put out there need to be more honest not just about the work but that that the person needs to do some kind of self-work yeah because it's all very well being taught for example um, I don't know, the latest strategies in, in Google ads, yeah. for example, and how, how to do, do ads brilliantly. But is that teaching you how to go out and get customers for your no. ad service? It's no, one it's aspect. not. It's one aspect. Exactly. And, and that, the other bit, is the hardest bit, the going yeah. and getting customers. Well, um, this, is the, um, this is the interesting challenge with franchising, mm-hmm. right? Because, we, because the franchising, I would say, is probably going to see, if not already, some kind of boom mm. um, where people uh, are like, okay, I, I'm going to buy a franchise rather than create, to try and figure out how to create a business myself. Mm. But the franchise is an interesting one because obviously we've, we're franchisors. We have franchisees. We, we, we created a successful business model that we, we mapped out and said, right, these processes and these systems to create this result mm-hmm. and providing you do xyz you'll get this result and then we price the franchise based on well okay we should include the equipment and we want to get a qu- as quick a return on investment as possible for the franchisee mm-hmm. so we priced it around that mentality but all the franchise a franchise is is a roadmap it it it's a I always I always said to franchise candidates is you're not buying a money making machine you're buying a time machine effectively in that we've done all the go down the dead ends we've done all the working out what doesn't work does work and and we've worked out the fastest route to the cash in terms of when how to get an inquiry how to convert that inquiry into a sale and we've done all the okay well this is the best way to market your service. We've done all that work. We did that for years before we created the franchise model. And the problem with franchising for some people is you can have a legitimate franchise model, but people come into it wanting to buy a money printing machine. Mm-hmm. That almost like it's a job, yeah. like it's employment. Yeah, yeah. And and that's a danger, yeah, I think, yeah. because you're not with a franchise. You're just buying a roadmap. And if the franchise is any good, an investment by the franchisors that they would continually develop the process, yeah. um, research and invest in the franchisees and everything else to grow. Yeah, right? and that's the same with a lot of uh, courses. I mean, we know a couple of people that 
I mean, we did the the episode called "Are You a Course Junkie?" Yeah, um, I can't remember what episode it was, but we we know quite a few people that have just done course after course after course. Yeah. And when they're doing that course, it's the, it's the best thing since sliced bread, and <laughs> that it's going to make them millions when they when they finish. And well, we're guilty of that. We've done that. We've we've yeah. we've bought courses going okay in the hope that because we've identified a weak point mm. in something, and we've gone ah, that course has a strategy that's going to solve that weak point, yeah. and that's going to just everything's going to go. Crazy yeah, but the difference there. is because of our experience, we're quick to realise when that course has been yeah, pull the plug on it. Yeah, you're right. And yeah, and as you say, pull the plug on it. But but yeah, th- these people that I was referring to put think it's amazing and, and they're hook, line and sinker when they're kind of in it and, and nothing against the course. The course is, is good and full of valuable material, but they come out the other side, they work on it for like two or three weeks and they go, oh, that didn't work. Exactly. And and that's fine if you've got loads of money to burn, but if you haven't, if, you, if you've put everything into this last thing to do, because that's what's going to launch your business, yeah. then obviously that's a, a really dangerous move. Well, and also it's transparency about how much money or time is required to get those things off the ground. Yeah. It's it's like a, one of the things at the moment, because Bitcoin has gone nuts. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Bitcoin, not that long ago, went down to $2,000 yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, which is nuts, yeah. right? So that's that's given rise to everyone going, Jesus Christ, if I'd have just bought yeah, yeah, Bitcoin yeah. then, I would have made loads of money. Yeah. So it's given rise to these people who might not necessarily have they might not necessarily have an idea as to what business to create next, yeah. but they might be sat on a few hundred quid or a few thousand pounds or whatever yeah. it is. And it's like, well, I need to make that work, but I don't know, should I be buying a business right now? Well, I haven't got quite enough to buy a business. Yeah. I haven't got necessarily the resources to develop a business right now. So I know I'll go into investing. And yeah. I'll, uh, And what's, the, what's got the most attractive, highest return investment and there's loads of these kind of buy bitcoin trade bitcoin and all these kind of stuff courses out there but the best ones i've seen out there um i mean we don't do it personally but the best ones that i've seen out there are are from people that turn around and say look this is really risky you need to have capital in the background and this type of activity if you're going to trade in this needs to represent the smaller part of your uh, capital is risk exposure. Yeah, that's sensible, yeah, right? Yeah. This is, in fact, Cyan Kid, who we had on episode twenty eight, twenty nine, who basically teaches people trading and an aspect of his wealth creation trading stuff um, is in that type of stuff. Yeah. He says exactly that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it should represent a small. But I know per- people personally who have reached out to me recently on LinkedIn and stuff like that. Who said, oh, I'm getting into Bitcoin and I'm getting mm. into this. And I'm like, really? Mm. Because I, I know that they're betting the house yeah, on, yeah. On, on those activities and I hope it will come through. Well, it's also why um, uh, multi-level marketing or network marketing has such a bad rep. Because, um, you know, some of them are out-and-out scams, don't get me wrong, but a, a lot of them, a, a, an actual genuine network marketing company rather than a pyramid scheme, is um is a, is a good business model mm. but it requires the individual to get off their ass and go out there and work and yeah. sell and a lot of them don't realize that um, well that that's the interesting thing about all of these money making things yeah. right it doesn't matter whether they're legit legitimate or illegitimate there are always people that win in them yeah and they're not necessarily the people that win aren't necessarily the people that 
always that create the the illegitimate scheme or whatever it is or create the scheme. There are legitimate people that come into these uh, these models, if you like, and flourish. Well, it goes but, back to what we were saying yesterday with the um, with this, the follow up. Yeah, that's all it is. Well, this Those is why I was going. Just call more and, and exactly yeah. those people will do well. Anyway. In anything, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, if 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 you can spark some kind of motivation and passion about your product or service with those people, they'll run with it. Yeah. It, because that's who they are. They're yeah, capable, yeah. industrious individuals, yes. and and uh, and they'll they'll win. And of course, if you're creating a business, they're exactly the kind of people you want in your business. Yeah, yeah. And, and but there's a flip to the flip side to that coin. There's other people where you can give everything to and they'll fail yeah you know it's and again if you listen to our previous episodes there's a big chunk of being in business or or doing anything in life that requires reflection personal reflection and personal development and responsibility and and responsibility yeah Yeah. it's like you can't look outward for somebody to save the day it's like that whole concept of being your own hero and all that kind of stuff is a true yeah, yeah. thing, right? You have to step up and do those things yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get back to basics. Um, mm. If you're listening to this and you're, you're a seasoned business owner, these are still worthwhile for you because it's always worth remembering these things. It's When I do research on these episodes, I'm always learning stuff, even mm. though we've been in, in business together for 12 years. It's so it's it's not wasted. It's not just for the newbies, is, is what I'm trying to say. And it's it's also useful, as I say, for new projects, um, pivots. As we're all pivoting, like what did somebody say to me the other day? Pivoting more than than Ross in Friends, because there's there's a scene with Ross in Friends when he and I think I think it's with Rachel when they're moving a sofa right. and they're trying to get up the stairs. And he's going pivot, pivot. <laughs> <laughs> there's this little meme that came up saying I'm pivoting more than Ross in Friends. It's quite funny. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so. The top 10 essentials to focus on for new business, new business right. owners or new projects. Are um, we going to go, are you going to read one out and we're going to go, oh bugger, we're not doing that one. Oh yeah, probably all of them. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, start small and then scale. Yeah, so don't don't try and take on everything at once. Um, you know, if you're a product business, for example, don't have a product line of like 10, 15, 20 mm. products. Start with one or two. Um, and hone your customers, hone your message to your customers and, and get those products right, get the yeah, packaging yeah. right, get everything sorted and then add things in. Um, take uh, Sarah Blakely, for example, from Spanx. You're a big fan of Sarah Blakely. <laughs> I, she and Tony Robbins get mentioned a lot. Yeah, they, they do stuff together as well. Um, she only had Spanx, but a long, long time. Mm. I can't remember how long, but like knocking on the door of a decade, I think, before she then started introducing lots of other different things. And when she did introduce um, trousers, for example, or pants for our American listeners, it was one black pair of pants and that was it. Because she wanted to get that absolutely right before then she offered some other colours and shapes and stuff. So yeah, so really keep your, and it's the same for services, you know, just just offer one or two services, not loads of different packages and, oh, I can bolt on this and bolt on that. And it's very tempting because you want to offer more value, but you've got to get the basics right first. Yeah, I mean, we're doing that, we say it right now. Yeah. Um, Oh, it's so tempting. I want to get this and I want to do that. (laughs) Yeah, we're spending, we've identified two markets um, and even that is stretching us, yeah. you know, but we've identified two core customers that for in business that we just want to 
get the model perfected with, we're, um, we're throwing a huge amount of value at them versus what we actually get back, yeah. like an enormous amount of value. Um, but it's because we want their feedback. We want that those people that we're looking after to be saying to us, if you could just do this bit, if you could just, if, if that was this and that, because once they've given us that feedback and we've perfected it and it's absolutely right, um, they're really happy mm. because they feel like they're getting a, almost a one-to-one with the creators. They're getting this bespoke service designed for their business. Um, but what we get out of it as a business is down the road, we've got this group of really happy customers that have helped us create the perfect yeah. product for that niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we scale. Well, and it was the same with the, the consumer side. You know, we, mm-hmm. we have a physical um, video cards that you can send to people with the video messages on it. And we have an option to have video boxes. Yeah. And we have a few of those in stock. But and I absolutely... This was terrifying, by the way, because <laughs> this was the month before Christmas. We'd already sunk a lot of money into Say It. Yeah. And we hadn't got a customer yet. <laughs> and Kate went, video boxes would be awesome. And I think it required... A lot. Yeah. I mean, tens of thousands of pounds to get them in. And I was like, but we're not even selling product <laughs> yet. And you're like, but it's another, it, but it was another wow factor. And, it, and it is. I mean, there are, people love, anyone that's seen the boxes absolutely love them. I mean, they love the cards as well. But, you know, being able to fill a, a beautiful gift box with whatever you want for... Your, the recipient plus the video that plays in the lid is just such a lovely product but yeah. you're right that you know they're really expensive to bring in it, like just before you've sold one um and then i also had the idea for christmas you could have different like themed boxes that we would fill oh, but if you think terrifying. about <laughs> if you think about that you've got to buy so many product to yeah. put in the boxes and then and the time yeah and then you've got to make it look nice and everything and so it's it's a wonderful idea it's lovely but it's not practical for a startup business so, well, I think what you end up doing when you start out is you end up with a bit of a scattergun approach. Yeah. Try, it's almost like you're betting on all the horses, Absolutely. trying to figure out which one's the fastest. And yeah. it's, uh, uh, but you can't, unless you've got a huge amount of resources in people and time and a huge chunk of cash. Or a ready-made audience. Or a ready-made audience. Yeah, you're in, you're in a lot of... You're, you're basically just you're doing that whole thing of master of none like jack yeah, of yeah, all yeah. trades master of none even if your product suits a particular core group it's still yeah and that's what i you and i butted heads on that quite mm-hmm. a lot and in fact <laughs> one of the things that we often do is um like w- my dad a ring or something like that <laughs> and you'll be like so graham what do you think of this idea and dad <laughs> going i think that's a great idea and i'll be in the middle going no we don't want to do that and that when you're a startup you've got to assess risk all the time you've got to go okay what's the risk reward for like expanding into this product range and that's what i was saying to you at the time i was because you were like if we bought this product and we sold all this product we make this much profit and i and i was saying that sounds wonderful if we sell all that however you're basically exposing us to this much in terms of like capital risk for this much profit yeah, at the yeah. side. And it wasn't until we looked at that risk assessment that yeah. you then went, yeah, okay, you're right. It's not well, it comes back to knowing your numbers, doesn't it? Like we yeah. talked about numbers on, on one of the other episodes. It's really important to, to work out those numbers rather than just go with, with a, a hunch or a, 
or this would be really nice or listen to other people as well because part of the reason part of the problem with that box is is we had a lot of people saying to us oh they're amazing you've really yeah. got to do that well it's easy for them to say that right exactly. it's easy for them to go yeah great idea guys because there's no skin in the game for them no they're, and and that's where you've got to have i mean that's where our dynamic between us works quite which work has obviously worked well yeah in that we we don't mind telling the other one when they're being an idiot <laughs> you know it's not we don't take it personally it's no. like no i'm not i'm not going to stand by you on that one but you but if we if if i wasn't in the picture and you'd have gone to or if i was away somewhere or yeah. like or whatever it was you could have asked you could have spoken to any one of our family and friends and yeah. every one of them would have gone that's a brilliant idea yeah, Kate. Yeah, you yeah. should do it yeah and and of, of course, they're going to say that because they, they don't know as much as you do about what you're doing. Yeah. They only know a very small piece of the picture. And that's why you definitely need coaches, mentors, or somebody that is going to tell you how it is. Or to be honest, just somebody that, that is very analytical. Yeah. That's, that's what you need. It's just, it doesn't have to be a coach or a mentor, just, but just somebody that thinks numbers first. Yeah. Rather than, and that's why we've always worked really well because I'm the kind of creative and you're the numbers. Yeah, and when we don't, when we, when we're at this crossroads where we're like we're not sure, so we got uh, with uh, some sidetrack. So I'm not going to go into details of it, but we had a, an instance where someone wanted to hand us a very large check for a piece of Smiley Booth photo booth hire for our business. What about a year ago? To about eighteen months ago? It's about that bit, time. Yeah. 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 And they wanted to hand us probably the biggest check we'd ever been offered for a percentage of Smiley Boo. You're sitting there now going, oh, I wish we'd not have to do that. Just before but, the lockdown, it would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, but that wouldn't have been a pleasant partnership, no, I would know, it? I know, I um, know. But we were at stalemate, stalemate with that in terms of we both had, we were both agreeing with each other too much on every part of the argument. Yeah. And so we got an external party to come in and go, what do you think? Is this... Well, this is how we're feeling about it and they helped us work it out yeah. and you do need that sometimes. and that's where masterminds work really well as well we've, we've talked about that on other episodes that you know getting other business owners together can really help you um, but, and I know I go on about it a lot but if you are on Clubhouse <laughs> um, that's a great place to just fire off some ideas with me. there's some really big business owners I mean I got a business advice recently from the founder of Just Eats um, about just eat. Just eat. Just eat. Just eat. Yeah. Um, so he sold Just Eat for how much? Uh, he exited. I don't know um, in what guise that was, but for two point four billion. So that's the amazing thing about Clubhouse, right? So Kate had a one to one with a guy that developed a business out of nothing. Yeah. And you're asking his advice about right, say it and well, some it strategies. Fun, it was fundraising. It's yeah. fundraising and strategy around yeah. say it, and he spoke to you about it and yeah i mean crash you just wouldn't get access to no, those people but as i say club if you have an iphone and it is coming from android so don't don't panic but um if you have an iphone at the moment definitely get on clubhouse because you can just get in these rooms with really experienced seasoned business owners in every field but use your voice don't just sit there and yeah just exactly listen. and then just ask ask a question or go to the smiling entrepreneurs on uh facebook, group, facebook yeah, page us. and we've got a group there it's a brand new group but by all means ask some questions there and, and the idea of that is 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 for exactly those types of conversations. yeah oh and we're also going to be building um strategy strategy calls into the website aren't we mm-hmm. so you can literally just book a call with us if you want to yeah as well so start small and then scale um understand your own limitations so this is what we were saying at the beginning of this this podcast with all these 
kind of courses and, and products that pop up saying, oh, do this and it's the silver bullet and you'll have loads of success. That's great, but analyse it in detail and analyse how it fits with you. You know, if you're required to be a great salesperson, because I, I often get approached by a friend of mine that runs um, a, a network marketing company. Uh, not the whole company, as in she is a network marketer within the company. And she's always saying to me, oh, you'd be so good at this. And I, I'm a fan of the product. I mm. like the product. But I know I wouldn't be any good at it because I'm not a great salesperson in terms of, unless it's mine, unless it's my yeah. business that I really believe in, I'm not going to be great at selling somebody else's product because that's just not me. No, you're right. So it's, well, it's like the... Um... It's like some of the things that I've been introduced to and, and work with a couple of people on, whether it be um, for some kind of mergers yeah. uh, activities, like business mergers activities yeah. and stuff like that. And um, like I've enjoyed the process to one degree or another, yeah. but I, the people that I see that did really well in that field were ruthless. Yes. Like they had a character trait where they were just like, they, it was just all about getting the number as a result. Yeah. And and that wasn't in my yeah. makeup. Yeah, yeah. So they, they did very well out of that and they, they'd be great. They're great in that world because yeah. it was just, it didn't matter to them. Yeah. But to me, I, I felt, hang on, this isn't the right fit. Like I would question it and I'd get too involved. Yeah, yeah. In, in okay, well, maybe we could do this and maybe we could do it. And it was just, yeah. So yeah, there are certain character traits that lend themselves very well yeah. to certain levels of success in certain things yeah and analyze where your weaknesses are and get plug those holes you yeah know, either if it's just a um a, a knowledge gap you know get what you need to fill that knowledge gap but if it's as you say like a general character in trait that you're not interested in that section or, or whatever it is get some help in that's going to fill that well, we know um we know a couple that work together who where he is great in one aspect of the business absolutely loves doing that aspect of the business but one of the things he's no good at is chasing payments mm. and, and admin it's mm. just not in his makeup he, if that if anything he'd probably work for free <laughs> yeah. like all the time just because he loves what he does yeah. but his other half is amazing yeah. at like okay invoice on the day they say yeah, yeah, yeah. right hang on a sec i sent the invoice yesterday you still haven't paid it <laughs> right pay it yeah you know and they they're able to to work together in a really cohesive way, yes. right? a really productive way. Yeah. Because they both recognise that that's a bit that they're both good at. Yeah, and that doesn't have to be paid help necessarily. As, as you just said, that we know a few couples that do that together, whether they're in business together or not. Mm. They, they just kind of fill the holes. But, you know, you can have that from a family member, from a friend. Um, you know, it doesn't need to be paid help necessarily. Well, that's what business is, yeah. right? Business is a collective of people and systems to deliver a result. Yeah. That's where you've got to get, if you're starting a business, you've got to get out of your head this whole job mentality yeah. because obviously in a job, you've got a very specific role and you do, you just go from A to B. That's not what a business is. Yeah, a yeah. business is a multitude of roles and a multitude of systems that you have to create yeah. and that you have to manage. And I, and I saw a thing recently, um, I think it was on a Facebook group where it was a swap shop 
Right. Which I thought was a really good idea. So for people um, that are kind of solopreneurs, oh, wow. um, you know, whatever skill that they're good at, but they're not good at something else, they kind of swap that skill with somebody else. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, I thought that was a... That's a great idea. idea for starting out Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah, understand your limitations is number two. Number three, um, it's a bit like the state start small, this one, but niche down. Um, it's more your audience, this, mm. rather than your kind of product line or service line. Um, so really find um, a specific audience where your ideal customer sits and only market to them before you, you bring in other channels. And again, that is niching down on your marketing channels as well. So if, for example, your um, niche sits in, um, I don't know, let's say... Hairdressing. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I always use <laughs> Let's say insurance, for right. example. Um, and, and you've identified that insurance companies would be a great fit, or recruitment companies is a better example, actually, would be a great fit for your business. You're not going to kind of go on TikTok for those people. Yeah. Mm. Um, LinkedIn is probably where you're where you're going to look. Maybe maybe Twitter, the more kind of businessy platforms. So go in and master those. Master exactly how you need to communicate to your ideal customer before mm. you either bring in other customers or other what, what's called verticals, which is your different um, marketing channels. Yeah, I think the mistake that we used to make a lot um, in Smiley Booth, and I think we started to make that mistake in um, Say It, but we were aware, we were way more cognitive of the issue, so we, we asked more, mm. is you make assumptions about your audience that you're marketing yeah. to right yeah. you think you know what they want yeah and that's a big mistake we did it in in several of our markets for smiley smiley well, to be higher yeah it wasn't until we asked for their feedback and we yeah. asked for and and we did the work and we were getting their feedback we refined the product service so the sooner you can ask mm. your your niche that you defined what do they want and how do they want it but I think we did well in Smiley Booth with a niche, but actually it was a happy accident rather than mm. us uh, consciously thinking about it. it. was because we went after the wedding market. Yeah. Because we started in the recession mm. um, or just after the recession of 2008, 2009, um, we didn't go the business route. We went to brides because we knew your couples, because we knew weddings would always happen. Yeah. Um, so that was... That became our niche, but it was a bit of an accident at the time. But that worked very well for us because we yeah. carved out that niche. We did, but we didn't understand how to communicate effectively no. to them until we did our first trade show. Yeah, where we were at a trade show with the photo booth, and we had all of these brides to bees coming along, and we were explaining the service, and they were telling us one how much they loved it, but also what they'd like to see in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what was important to them, and it was it was from that show that we that our first trade show that we came away and we were like. Well, we now have a list of things that we know is really important to them. And we just bolted that into the service offerings. Yeah. So our next round of marketing that went out included all the things that we were already told yeah, by them yeah. that they really wanted. Exactly. But it, it's so tempting, and, and we've definitely been guilty of it with Say It, to say, oh, it does all things for all people. Oh, it's but, it's, but it's really difficult to, to communicate that message, at least to start with. So you, you have You to... can't ever do that. No. Because you alienate everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, because nobody can, nobody feels it is relevant to them. No. So you have to, and it's deeply frustrating. I mean, we, <laughs> one of the things with our say it business, um, in, if you're curious, there's links to it in, um, in these videos and on the podcast itself. But it's say s a y dash it dot co is the website. 
But we've got customers that use that service over and over and over yeah. again on a private, uh, like on a personal level yeah. for their parties and events. And we get, we, we hear from them and then we hear from their friends yeah, that yeah. come back to us and go, this person loves your service. It's deeply frustrating that we can't get more people on yeah. it in that respect. But, and you'll find the same thing. Like you'll, you'll find like people just outside of your core audience that you're trying to reach like giving you all this noise saying, but we love it over here too. And yeah. you've got to be, you've got to kind of go, okay, I'm coming to you. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's not today. I'm, I'm just working this out here, but I'll come to you in the future. Yeah. And we had it with Smiley Booth, with people saying, I'd love it at this type of event. So I'd love it at that type of event. Yeah. And, and you have to kind of take a second to go, okay, it's gone on the list. Yeah. Once I've got this plate spinning here, I'll come to you in the future. Yeah, 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 definitely. So that is niching down. Um, focus on profit, not revenue. Mm -hmm. So that, again, is a really easy mistake to make when you start, and probably all the way through your business, really, yeah, yes. is to go, oh, we turn over X amount, or we sell X amount, but what's the profit? Yeah. Um, so there's a great book called Profit First by Mike... Oh, you're going to ask me to say his surname, Cowicks or something like that. Okay. Um, which, I've really probably just insulted him. But, yeah. <laughs> which, as it sounds, starts with the profit. And that's the ethos you've really got to build when you're, especially when you're starting out, when you're building your pricing. Um, you know, don't be too dictated by the market. Even if yours comes in slightly more expensive than others, then, you know, work out the customer that you need to be able to pay that rather than squeezing your profits, squeezing your profits, squeezing your profits, because you just, you're just not going to get off the ground. And we saw this so many times with, um, and we've, we've said it in previous episodes with photo booth companies mm -hmm. that kind of obviously looked at what everyone else was doing. I thought I can come in cheaper than that. And paid no attention to their profits. No. So they lasted for maybe a year, 18 months, and then they go bust because they didn't have the money to be able to put into marketing, put back into their business and all sorts of things. Yeah, so there's an episode where we go into numbers, um, the 10 most important numbers you need to yeah. know in your business or something like it's that. It's a top 10 Tuesday post. Yeah. It's a top 10 Tuesday. So have a look through our previous episodes on that if you're wondering how to work out like things like cost per lead, cost per acquisition, all that kind of stuff. If these are the first times you're hearing that, definitely look back on our previous episodes and jump into that because um, they're really important things to ascertain because the problem is you might spend money today on trying to attract customers and that customer might not arrive for 12 months yeah. or six months yeah, or a month yeah. later. So you might suddenly get a customer and go, oh, yay, I've just made X amount of profit, but actually you haven't. Because that customer came out of a marketing campaign that you you spent all the profits on for yeah. that customer yeah, a month yeah. ago yeah. or whatever it is. So yeah, understanding your numbers and focusing on the profits is really, really important. And we see it, I'd say we see nearly all the time with startups and small businesses mm -hmm. where they focus on re total revenue yeah. rather than profits. We, it, very yeah. rare, we very rarely... Mm -hmm hear anybody talk about maintaining and protecting their profits out yeah. of whatever they're doing. And even the ones that do all right, stagnate. You know, yeah. they, they don't, um, as in they, they do all right because they've got a lovely little business and, and it's, it's presented brilliantly and they've got customers, but they never move beyond kind of them because yeah. they haven't got a handle on the numbers. Yeah, the, the profit is a happy accident. Yes. Yeah. Which, is, which is just crazy. And you have to take into account everything... Everything it takes 
to get to run your business including your time yeah well. at times absolutely because yeah. if if you're not able to do it you've got to pay somebody else to do it there is a bit of a weird thing by the way in terms of when people say if you were to pay there was a whole thing i remember us getting introduced to this concept a few years ago where people would say how much is your time worth and pay and that's what you've got to pay yourself in the business and all this kind of stuff but it's like well if i'm not creating any value I, i'm not i'm not my time's worth nothing. <laughs> yeah. So it's a really, and people will create these arbitrary numbers in terms yeah. of what they pay themselves. But um, but you have to take into account everything that your it costs to run your business. So I saw an example of this, um, but at Mike Winnett guy, who he invested thirty thousand um, pounds, on, uh, Bitcoin mining computers. Have you heard of that? No. Okay, so. Basically, there's this, I don't know if it's still around, I'm assuming it probably is, but there's this whole thing where it's supposed to be, it just creates this residual income. We actually met a guy years and years ago who was trying to sell this to us back in like 2010 or whenever it was, really? 11 or whenever it was, that Jeremy guy that we uh, recruited and uh, he was trying to get me into Bitcoin, which I wish I'd done by then now, but hey ho. Don't um, but he was Bitcoin mining. You basically have a computer in your room yeah, yeah, and it just mines Bitcoin. Right. Basically, it's really complicated. I don't understand it, <laughs> but the idea is that it's it mines a tiny percentage of a bitcoin every month, right. and that ends up obviously you get money for it. Right, that's the idea. And so he ended up, and each one of these computers is about ten grand. So he bought three of them. Right. So and the guy giving him this spreadsheet saying you're going to make this much per month, right? So he did this thing. He had this exercise where he had these computers in in there and but the thing is he's shrewd right so technically he's right right he was earning x number of hundreds of pounds per i think he earned something like i, th I think over the course of t nine or ten months he earned two and a half grand right at these three machines wow, okay exactly right so you think wow well, it's just to get your money back huh that's a while to get your well money it back. is but <laughs> if you've got it's more than you get out of a savings account Right, okay. Right, so over the, the idea being that by the time he gets to month 12, he's probably on about three grand. He spent 30 grand, so he gets a 10% return. Right, okay. Right, so no savings account's going to give you that. No, okay. Okay, and he, so you think, okay, well, that sounds really good, right? That's if you're investing. Right? But it's not good. It's pants, because he had a really, he, he was not stupid. So what he did is he managed, he measured his electricity bills. He said he brought these things into his office and the heat in his office went up so high he would sit there and just sweat. And he had all the windows, and he's like in Warrington or something in the UK, so it's not exactly a warm part of the world. And he had all the windows open. He said it was unbearable to be we in the office. We need to live in this house. Yeah, exactly. Better than a heater. Exactly. But the, but the point is, his electricity bill, to earn that 2,600 quid or whatever it was, his electricity bill was over two grand. Wow, okay. So, and he was, he was like, it's just a ridiculous... And then he was like, well, I could sell the equipment. The equipment was worth a fraction of the cost that he bought it in the first place. So somebody who wasn't concentrating on profits yeah, would have yeah. just looked at, oh, I made 2,600 quid yeah. and I didn't have to do any work apart from I got a bit hot. Yeah. But no, you, you're spending all that money on your electricity yeah, bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's profits over revenue. And I saw that, I was like, well, that's exactly the problem for most startups. Yeah, absolutely. So, focus on your profit. Mm. You Sorry. get on your soapbox again. I was, yeah. Right, is it? Yeah, I was. <laughs> no, but no, it's important. It's important. Um, so, is that you reassuring me then? No, it is. It is. It's, it, all of these things.
things are important. As I say, they're simple. They sound simple, but they're not easy. Well, most people don't have a clue what their profits no. are. No. Or how to get to them. So plan for your customer needs and or experience right from the outset. So don't let that be a happy accident. It's like, yeah, you've got a customer. Now what do I do with them? Um, you know, plan that customer journey. How are they going to first interact with your business? You know, what are they they're going to be seeing? What what messages are they going to be hearing? What's their impression of you if you're if you are the face of the business? Um, yeah, plan that to the nth degree, really. Mm. That um, I mean, we're we'll build from the blah, blah, blah. We're building something new out at the moment, and um, and you started to get stuff ready to kind of send out to customers, and I was like, no, 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 wait, because what what happens when they actually turn around and say yeah. yes? You know, you need that journey. Um, yes, yeah, like a, we always refer to it as a, um, especially with new franchise when we get franchise inquiries, we refer to it like an onboarding process. Yeah. It's like okay, they kind of come on board onto the journey. What's the first thing they see? Yeah. And what's the first thing they experience? Yeah. And then what happens? Then what happens? Yeah, you want to think of it a bit like your house. You know, if you've got mm. a guest coming round to your house, especially for the first time, you know, it might if you if you've got your best friend coming over that's known you for ten years, it doesn't matter what your house is like really. Yeah. But if you've got someone coming into your house for the first time, you want it to be clean, you want it to smell nice, you know, certain things you yeah. want to make sure are in place. And it's exactly the same with your kind of um business house as it were when people are coming into your your business home or your online home or wherever it is that they first interact with you make sure you've got an experience kind of planned for them yeah and well plan it but you don't necessarily have to plan it like to the the, the minutiae no. right especially if it's a, a if you get your first customer it's a relatively basic mm. thing that you're doing you're just selling a widget yeah then yeah, you should definitely have the steps that make them feel, walk away very happy, and uh, and it gives your business yeah. not just a sale but also a testimonial that you helps you get your next customer but and all it, that kind of stuff. But it is it's but, a little thing. Sorry, go on. Well, all I was going to say is you should also document the process. So yeah. as like, each time that each time you get, especially at the very beginning when you get like one customer here, another customer over there, and everything else, you should be documenting okay because that that documentation of how they've gone from A to B to D becomes your business system. Yeah. And that, so that you can replicate it over and over again. But it's how you make them feel is what's mm. going to bring them back. Because um, that's the thing. So many businesses don't focus on re referrals and, and repeat custom. And mm. it's so much harder to get a new person. Yeah, yeah. If, you've, if you've brought that customer in, I mean, it's, say it, for example, when we first started sending out the video cards, I was just sending out the video cards and then the person that was actually sending it physically sending out the business cards business cards video cards for us said to us well you, you need some like instructions in this because this is just going to arrive in the post and people don't know what that is because yeah. especially because the recipient isn't the one that bought it yeah um so you need like you know a little covering note that just says what it is and what to do with it um, yeah. even though to me it's very obvious you just open the thing yeah yeah, it plays. yeah. <laughs> yeah you still need something that that says what it is, just something, you know, a nice little welcome letter. Yeah. Um, or if you, I don't know, if you send something packaged in a post, some kind of stamp or just, just anything that that is, it, it, even invoicing. Like I've had that with a customer before. I remember um, a, a few months ago when we were launched, launched a new service. And because uh, I think we're always forward focusing, this right. is definitely something that I, I think that we struggle on, not with Smiley Booth because we've kind of, honed that but more our recent businesses because we're trying to move so fast yeah. 
I remember getting customers and they were like, well, um, how do I pay you? Are you going to invoice me? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, oh, God, I haven't thought of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just grateful that you got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you've got to plan out these things ready for when that customer comes in. But that goes back to the whole people and systems thing again, isn't yeah. it? There's a, you and I are very much about laying the tracks. Yeah. But, um, and, you, and we're very much creators in yes. the business. And the business works best when we've got, Back office. Back office staff that mm-hmm. are going, okay, all right, well done. We're going in that direction. And these people are now coming on board. Let's take them through the journey yeah. that you've outlined so it's consistent. And and you'll, you'll be the same in your startup businesses and so on where you'll just be – because you have to be all things to all things. And when you're starting out, one of the most important aspects is marketing and sales. Yeah. So you have to get very good at those two things and constantly – because you won't have enough cash. Yes. So you have to constantly run to get more cash in, to get more customers in, to, yeah. and things like customer service and, and systems can start to really cause pain points. Yeah, it's, it's important. I mean, we did a whole episode on perfectionism, and I don't want you to think take this as, oh, everything's got to be perfect. It hasn't no. got to be perfect, but it has got to be thought about. Um, I'll give you a funny example. I, I um, in my very early career, turned a uh, stately home into a wedding venue. But I knew zip about catering. And even now, I'm, I'm not a great cook. It's not my forte. Um, it's, just not, it's just not something I'm interested in. I'm not particularly mm. interested in food and great dining experiences. Anyway. Yeah, we really feel that as a family. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> that probably sounded really bad on the, on the, on the microphone. Me we basically, yeah, we I basically, just beat him up if anybody comes yeah, <laughs> We basically have fish and chips every night. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I, I turned this, this uh, venue into a stately home and... You know, obviously, all the marketing was great because that's that's my forte. But it looked very nice. Obviously, we had photo shoots and all of this kind of stuff, which is my my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But then um, it came to we would we would do like publicity um, events, like quiz nights and um, like comedy nights and stuff, just to bring people in. It was primarily a wedding venue, but just to kind of get people seeing the the venue. And um, and we did this. It was either a comedy night or quiz night. I can't remember, but it, it came with a meal. And so we had, uh, obviously, I'd, I'd bought staff in. And we had a chef and we had waiting team and everything. So I'd bought, but I kind of expected them to do their bit. Yeah, yeah. And then when we came to serve the soup, it was just a bowl with no plate underneath it to right. hold. To, so so a lot so, was burning themselves. No, no, it wasn't that. The, the, the waiting staff are like giving somebody, well, I'm going to, for those of you who can see the camera, you can see me hold it, but they've got their thumbs like, in the soup to put because how are they gonna hold it you know so they're pretty and i was watching that just mortified and you could see the customer's faces going uh, uh, excuse me you've got my your thumb in my soup <laughs> but it's something i didn't think of because no. catering wasn't my thing yeah an experienced caterer would have seen it way which before. i thought they should have done because i right. bought in caterers but once again understand my limitations yeah, yeah, yeah. you know i should have been aware that Catering's not my thing. I should have sat down with the catering team and have you got all this covered yeah. kind of thing and planned the whole customer journey. You yeah, know, what's right. going to happen when these people sit down? Are they going to have the right cutlery? Are they going to have people giving them soup with their thumbs in it? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. So, yeah, you, you, and it doesn't need to be perfect. I didn't need to have necessarily the most perfect set of of plates and bowls and cutlery and stuff. Yeah, you just but needed I, to have people not sticking their thumbs exactly, in the people's exactly. soups. Exactly. Yeah. But do you see what I mean? But yeah. because I was focused so much on the, the forward, the getting the customers in yeah. the door, that I hadn't built the back end to make sure that their, their experience once they were in the door was a good one. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of how our dynamic works when we're... I mean, we're working on a... It's literally... Uh, we have 
I've said this on a few episodes now, but we're putting the plans in place to get more a, a team in place. Yeah. But that is kind of how we work yeah. in terms of I like you and I will have a discussion about a way forward. Then I run with the way forward, yeah. and then you're kind of building the systems and the journey behind because. Yeah. And I'm running to catch up a lot of the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and you'll see that with the podcast, guys. Anybody listening or watching this, you'll see that, oh, hang on a sec, when I go on to this part of the website, that's not perfect yet yeah, or yeah. anything like that. And it's because we're, we're very conscious that we can only apply a certain amount of time at a certain amount of yeah. time, right? There's, that getting the content out to you guys is what's really important yes. fundamentally. Yeah. But you definitely need, yeah, understanding your limitations. And I know that's a limitation of mine. If, yeah. if, if customer journeys and that were entire, I understand customer journeys and I understand how important certain aspects of it. And we'll talk about what the perfect customer journey should be. Yeah. But the implementation of that. Yeah, the details. Sits down with you. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll do it for a little bit <laughs> and then I'm bored. I'm yeah. really bored. And, yeah. and I won't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Or you think you can kind of gloss over it by talking <laughs> yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. until their eyes close over and they're like, all right give up <laughs> okay um where are we number one two three four five six build a network um probably uh, these aren't in any order as my list never are but building a network is probably the most important and, and if anything it's it's the one thing that you can do bef- way before you even launch a business um you know start to work out who the kind of movers and shakers are in your industry and, and friend them and you know, get on their radar and build a network of people that can help you. As I said, like the swap shop is a great idea if, you, yeah. if you're just starting out. Um, there's, there's so, there's so it, it's the whole, you know, it takes a village to raise a child is exactly the same in business. Yeah. It takes people power. You know, you, you can't do everything yourself. And that's a lesson that I've really had to learn over the last decade or so because I'm always about, I can do it all myself. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, you have to let go and you have to build a team around you and it doesn't have to be a te- paid team it can be a network of- well and i would say business owners are some of the most genuine nicest they they get it gets uh, you get the ruthless ones you do but they're the mi- <laughs> but they're the minority i'd yeah. say i'd say yeah, in yeah. most cases in small business it's like the problem is on linkedin and stuff like that you see the title like ceo and company director and all this kind of stuff and there's a especially if you come from an employed background mm-hmm. um that seems a little intimidating. It's yeah. like, well, they're not going to want to talk to me. And not. It's like, no bugger that. They're just titles. And it's, they're just people. And they are just people. Yeah. And in one of the things that I, one of the things why I love, I think both you and I love being in business about is the people mm-hmm. in business mm-hmm. because people just give their time, advice, and and they're genuinely packed. Like in in a vast majority of the times, when someone puts their hand up and says in business and says. I don't know how to solve this. So many people step forward and go, just try this. Yeah, this yeah. works that way or try it that. And, oh, yeah, I remember exactly where you are. And if you just do this and everything else. And they, and it's, I mean, we do it all the time with other business yeah. owners and stuff. And because why not? Yeah, and we yeah. Or it's one of the reasons we started this podcast. Exactly. Yes. Well, it's one of the core cool reasons. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, don't be intimidated by that. Just understand, yeah, understand your limitations. Understand that there are going to be things that you just generally don't know. But even when you think you kind of know what the what to do, still ask. Yeah, yeah. Because we've made that mistake. We've spent a lot of money on time running down the wrong rabbit hole. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Falling down the wrong rabbit <laughs> hole. Yeah, falling, yeah. <laughs> um, invest in learning. So you said this earlier with your um, understand your limitations, but 
even even without limitations constantly learn yeah but i realize that you do not know it all even if you're uh, you know i don't know an artist obviously you know your art but you don't know necessarily how to sell your art or your you know the business structure around it so there's lots of things in business you don't know and it's constantly developing and changing all the time as we've seen this year i mean it, you know the world of business is never going to be the same again after no. 2020 um everything's changed so yeah always 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 invest in your own learning and that doesn't necessarily mean money it just means putting your time into learning listen to audio books um you know read blogs and um industry articles just always make sure you've got your finger on the pulse definitely with a word of caution though and that is the understand what what is going to move the needle for your business? Yeah, what's relevant? Yeah, yeah it's a is is what it's that whole thing from that book. What what's going to make the what is it? What makes the boat go faster? Yeah. Um, and you, so because it's very easy, especially when you start out. I mean, the amount of times that you and I have both been asked over the years, do I? How do I do my bookkeeping? And how do I do like what's what's what company formation do I need to go yeah. down and all this kind of stuff? And it's like well. You actually made a sale yet? Yeah. You know, have, have you actually got any customers? Are you actually building a list? Are you actually so think really pragmatically around what what does the business need from me right now, and what can I give it that's going to move the needle? Mm-hmm. And and in most cases, that's sales. Yeah. So focus your attention on that first, and marketing. Focus to get those plates spinning. Yeah. Um, and I get what you're saying about. You don't necessarily need to spend the money, and I stand by what I said earlier about there's some scammers out there. So you have to definitely have to have a. The scammers are like get rich quick is what mm. I refer to scammers. But if you've got somebody that's that is charging a course for you to to take you from A to B on learning AdWords or or something like that, that's going to move the needle in your business. There's nothing wrong in investing those things yeah. if the content is structured in such a way that you. You learn it in the quickest possible time and it gets you to where you need to be at the end of the course, right? It's the mis- well, we, we say that in the course um, junkie uh, episode, you know, yeah. uh, make sure you're as analy- analyzing a course based on the result, yeah, not just the kind of headlines that they're shouting at you. What is the actual result I'm going to get from this? Exactly. And that you're going to take action yeah. on it. Don't, don't be a course junkie and don't just try and don't have this vision of what a business owner or a successful CEO is and all that yeah, yeah. all that nonsense just it's like okay what that's why they talk about doing all organizational charts in your business and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff um but e-myth is a very good book to yeah, get yeah. get your head around yeah. some of that stuff but you can start identifying okay well which roles in the business am I actually fulfilling here even yeah. and as a startup you might be doing all of them you know, but, but, um, but when it comes to learning soft skills as well are, are really important, you know, making sure that you're a good communicator, for example, yes. um, is essential in terms of building your network. When you start to bring on staff in the future, you want to be, a, be able to be a good leader. Um, you know, so working on your, your soft skills as well, which you can do through obviously reading, etc. Well, yeah, well. you can do well, you can do that through reading and everything else, but you can also do it by the by doing activities that raise your profile, raise who you are, but put you slightly out of your comfort zone. Yeah. So um, it's not a coincidence that we're doing a podcast no. while we're launching a business, managing an events business that's kind of on pause because the UK government has, and the world is in this weird 
state that we're in in February, and we have been in February 2021, and we have been for the last 12 months. But we realised that there were core skills that we needed to develop. Communication mm-hmm. is one of them. Mm-hmm. Raising our profile is another. Mm-hmm. Bringing awareness to the businesses um, that we have. But also, we had a message that we wanted to give to people that are in business or starting out because we're always asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we're always asked whether it be by franchisees or other business owners, how the hell do I do this? Yeah. So we figured this is a way to do it. So, but by doing this, this has enabled us to kind of work that communication muscle. Mm-hmm. The whole reason why you were able to have a conversation with that guy from Just Eat was off the back of the fact that we've done now hours and hours and hours of podcast episodes, yeah. plus your PR learning that you've done and everything yeah. else gave you the confidence to be able to just have a chat with this yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, that, ne- that wouldn't have happened no, well, at the early part of this. I no. sat quietly in the room. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it would never have happened, yeah, would it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's things that you can do to develop strengths in yourself that then add an enormous amount of value to the business you do. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, stay lean. Um, you know, work out what you don't need to spend on. Um, as we've said in, in other bits in this in this episode already with with the boxes that we talked about in the videos, you know, work, work out where you can keep them, keep the money in your business. Uh, you know, do you, for the, the obvious example, although not right now, because 2021, most people are still working at home anyway, but did you need an office? You know, yeah, we, exactly. we, um, until recently, fairly recently, what, 18 months ago, maybe we would still have potential franchisees saying, can I come to your office? Yeah. So no, we don't have one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we're pretty, I'd say when it comes to expense management, we are really ruthless. Yeah. Like that is the one thing where we don't pull any punches. No. So if we see an expense in the business that is doesn't deliver a return for the business or for our franchisees, we even if it's a specialist that we've brought in, if, if we're looking at it and that individual's not delivering a return for the business or the mm. franchisees, we'll give them, we'll say, look, the, these are the, and we say to any specialist right from the outset, don't we? We say, Okay, these are the parameters that basically pays you to be part of the business. If you fall outside of those parameters, we can no longer have you in the business. Mm. And the moment they fall out, it's like, okay, we've not met yeah, those yeah, parameters, yeah. so we're going to have to let you go. Yeah. But it's the same with an office. We mm. had 26 staff. We had this office space and everything else. And then, But when we became full-time franchise, franchisors, and then we had um, – and we, we realized that the staff we had were working remotely, and the office was just an ego thing. We were yeah. like, it's just a cost. Yeah, Get yeah, rid yeah. of it. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be so ruthless with it. And don't sign up for anything that's, that contracts you, really. Um, you know, most things nowadays in terms of like software um, services will will be, a you know, just sign up for, uh, sorry, you can cancel on a monthly basis, most of them. And even if they say you can't, you can negotiate it yeah. in most cases. Yeah, so especially, I mean, that's, that's been a real lesson of kind of 2020, I'd say, for us. Um, because there's a couple of things that we were contracted to yeah. and have been painful this year because, yeah. you know, with no income coming in for the event side, um, we're still contracted to those payments. Yeah. So, um, well, we turned around in March of last, no, April of last year and turned around to all our franchise network and May. just, was it May? May, yeah. Oh, no, it was end of April and it yeah. came in in May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the end of April last year, so COVID hit the UK at the end of March, and at the end of April of last year, we just basically said to all the franchisees, we'll reduce all your fees down by 75%. Yeah. Like because until the world starts going back to normal. 
but that doesn't mean business costs. No. That doesn't mean. But when I talk about, about being ruthless with expenses, the only reason why Smiley Booth, Photo Booth Hire still even exists today is because exactly that mentality. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what expenses can we just tear out that that aren't adding value to the franchise network? Yeah. And and but that was that wasn't a new thing we were doing because COVID. We'd done that two years before. Yeah. You know, it's like, what can we strip out? What can, what's not going to add value? And if that meant that you and I had to work a lot harder yeah. until we found something else to replace us again that yeah, added yeah, the yeah. same amount of value, then that's what we had to do, wasn't yeah. it? And that's how you have to be in your business. It's like, okay, it would be nice to have a PA right now or it would be nice to have someone doing all this social media work and everything else, but you have to assess, right, okay, what's the return on the investment that you're paying them? Yeah. And um, it can't just, it's like, okay, well, it just gives me time. Okay, well, if it gives you X number of hours more per day, what are you going to make the business in those X number yeah. of hours more per day? And if you're not going to make anything, then you've got to question why you're bringing that person yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. It just, it just, it's things that you can bring on at a later date. You know, you don't need a all singing, all dancing website when you first start out. Just, you know, shove up a quick website, um, obviously to a, a baseline quality, to see if there's the interest or whatever and, and, and tweak it. And then down the line, once you start to get customers, you can bring someone in to create you a much better website. So it's, it's all these things where it's just bootstrapping really, isn't it? It's you just stay as lean as possible because it's that old um, saying that, um, what is it? Uh, turnover is vanity, profit is sanity and cash is king. Yeah. And, and that's, it's so true. You, you need the cash flow. When you have to think long-term of your business. Yeah. So that will help you keep lean, right? So when we started Smiley Booth in 2008, we didn't think we're going to be millionaires in the next three years and, and then we're going to sell it and be done. We, re- we, wanted, to, we wanted to add value. And, well, as we d- developed more in the business, we were like, this is, Smiley Booth is an asset that we want to keep and grow and just keep growing mm. you know there's no we didn't want to just be out in a couple of years down the road you know and so we would think we've always thought very long term with that business mm. whereas if you're working from the framework of oh i need it to get me out the hole this year because life sucks and then maybe i'll sell it next year or whatever it is then yeah you might end up overspending not mm. staying lean and everything else way too early yeah. so think longer term and that helps you stay leaner yeah which is the start small and, and scale that we, yeah. we started with as well um so get organized and be consistent um you know if, if you are new to business <laughs> business is an extraordinary pull on your time i mean everybody kind of a lot of people go into business thinking, yay, I've left the nine to five and I'm in control of my life and I don't have to work hard. It's like, yeah, go back to your job if that's the way yeah, you're thinking work. of it because you will work a lot harder. It's a lot more fulfilling. Um, it's a lot more satisfying. Um, and if, obviously, if you're doing what you love, which you, which you should be doing, then, um, then it's a better way to live. But it's certainly not less hours or easier in any way. No, God, no. It's a, it's a, it's a, massive mistake to shoot it's a it's a it's a product of people trying to sell you the dream mm. like buy this business it runs itself and all this kind of stuff don't get me wrong it can do down the road yeah it, it can give you a work-life balance that is bloody brilliant down the road yeah. i mean we traveled around the planet for 18 months off the back of building smiley booth up 
and creating the systems and processes and our work-life balance was wonderful. Yeah. Um, but your work-life balance flips very quickly when yeah. the economy changes, when the world changes. But it's also, as I say, get organised. Yeah. The reason we could do that isn't just because we had systems and processes, but we were really organised with our time. Exactly, yeah. Um, and... and absolutely operated at the maximum for that for the amount of time that we have available yeah um which we're having to do now on a completely different front because we're running three different things at the minute <laughs> yeah. just us yeah. um but yeah it, you have to get extremely organized use use calendars use things like um you know task management systems like Evernote or trello or monday or asana there's all these great tools out there that you can you can use to to maximize your time and and send you reminders and and you know um connect with other people it will send an email to your team or whatever you need to do but really really be ruthless with with your time and your organization and saying no to stuff um you know we've had many scenarios over the years where either one of our parents has kind of wanted to pick up the phone and, and chat to us or turn up on the door and we're like, no, not right now, no. we're working. They wouldn't, do it. They, would, they wouldn't do it to you if you were working in a bank. No. They wouldn't just walk in if you were working in an office somewhere. They wouldn't yeah. just walk in. And just because you are working for yourself doesn't mean you shouldn't have the same parameters. Right? It doesn't, because it's, especially now, right? Especially yeah. in 2021 where... We're all scrambling around trying to rebuild and, and as you said, pivot earlier yeah. and all this kind of stuff. It's like, it's a difference between putting food on the table or not. Yeah, I think people, some so. people do think of you when you when you own your own business, especially a, a micro business that it is just a hobby and they can kind of come and drop in for a cup of tea or something and you're like, no. Well, especially if it's something that they perceive that you're doing what you love. Yeah. So they don't, they, they don't value the work that goes into it because it's just like, oh, and... And people that aren't, who've never delivered or done anything in business to any real extent, won't ever understand. No. It's don't ever ex, don't ever expect to be able to sit down with them and explain, and then walk away from that conversation going, "Oh yeah, I'm going to entirely change my behaviour. I'm not going to be." <laughs> they won't get it yeah. because they've not lived it. Yeah. So don't try and change them. And we we used to butt heads against that years and years ago, didn't yeah. we? Where we try and educate friends and family around because they'd be going oh it's amazing what you're doing here and well let's do this and oh it's all right for you and it's like you have no idea yeah yeah no idea what's involved yeah so don't you don't have to explain it no so yeah be ruthless with your time get organized and be consistent you know there are certain things like these things that we're going through that will move your business forward so do those things first Mm. you know give give your 80% of your time to those things and then 20% to the other stuff and, and try to avoid getting involved in busy tasks because mm-hmm. um, so many people in business, and I'm definitely guilty of this as well, when you're busy, you think, yeah, everything's going right because I'm really busy. And it's like, well, but are you actually moving things forward or are yeah. you just busying yourself with busy work? Yeah. So, yeah, be, be very, very organised and ruthless with your time. Yeah, activity doesn't necessarily mean result. No, not at all. Um, and the last thing is be true to you. Um, you know, do do your passion. As a Steve Jobs um, quote, there's something about um, if you it, doing loving what you do, which right. is very different to doing what you love. Mm. Um, and the the difference is, you know, a lot of people have like a, a hobby or something they love to do, and and that's why they end up in business because they think, oh, I'll, I'll do that, but they fall out of a love with it very quickly because you don't actually get to do that thing very yeah, yeah, much. Yeah. You know, you don't get to do your craft. Actually loving what you do 
um, loving the whole business. Well, not mm. everything. You're not. I'm never going to love doing accounts, but <laughs> but loving the the kind of result that you're aiming for, the the people that you're impacting, um, and being true to yourself is is what's going to carry you through each day. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Having yeah. that passion is is really important. Yeah, I mean, most of the time, if you try and do, if you if you try and make a job uh, or try and do the job of the thing that you love, what you're doing, so you're super like is like let's say you're a kite surfer and you thought oh i'm just going to teach everybody to kite surf you'll soon fall out of love with kite surfing if you yes. don't like teaching people yeah absolutely. you know because it's because the actual kite surfing bit isn't what you're doing yeah it, you're it's a teaching people is what you're doing yeah yeah exactly yeah it's so important i mean that's that's kind of what i did with my musician days mm. you know um my musician was my my hobby i enjoy playing music but i didn't enjoy trying to make a career out of it yeah um but i fell into marketing because I genuinely enjoy teaching about people about marketing, playing with marketing strategies, building a business yeah. and, and all the stuff that goes with that. So really, really um, kind of work on, on on what you love, your passion. And, and as I say, be true to yourself with that. You know, if, if there's something kind of jarring, then either outsource just that element or get out yeah, <laughs> because yeah. you're you're not going to create a good business doing something you hate. At the end yeah, of it. it can take you a long time though, to work it out. That yeah, out. it took yeah. us a while before we we realised the bit that we really enjoy about being in business is by the teaching of the business, like yeah. teaching people. Okay, these are the shortcuts, and yeah, avoid this bit and 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 do that and. And bringing and and then and doing things that change people for the positive. Yeah. That's why we love Smiley Booth. That's why we love Say It. That's why we love being franchisors to our franchisees yeah. because it's like when I had a I had a message from our franchise one of our franchisees this morning saying, "Oh, I've thought about well, can we just change this on one of the web pages and do this?" And I love that because the franch because it means that the franchisee sat there going, "Okay, I can improve my conversion rate." Yeah, yeah. Of of that web page, get more sales out here, which can get more customers and grow the business. They're thinking strategically about their business, yeah. which they, which I, and we know through our conversations that they've grown through that process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've become that person. They're yeah. thinking analytically and in marketing and bloody CRO, conversion rate optimization, and all that kind of yeah. stuff on web pages. Which they never would have done yeah. when they started. And with me, it's about just making an impact in someone's life, whether that's tiny or, or whatever. But I mean, we, we had a, a customer for Say It come back yesterday that used us for Christmas and is now using us again. Um, and that's not unusual. People have used Say It more than once, definitely. But what was unusual was it's for the same recipient, right. um, which I found in quite a short time space. It was mm -hmm. Christmas and now they're using it again. And I was like, oh, that's unusual. And she was just like, she just absolutely loved it. She plays the videos all the time. It just meant the world to her. And yeah. and that means the world to me. And that will yeah. get me out of bed every day. Yeah, you know, yeah. just, just making that small difference to somebody that I've never met. No. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know who that recipient is. No. But it's just knowing that it's made that difference. And that will make everything else that I don't like doing, like the accounts, um, yeah. worth it. You know? Yeah, and that... <laughs> And that's the great thing about business. Absolutely, yeah. Like that, that you feel like you're creating some kind of value. You're giving yeah. value to somebody. And and that it just, in for us, that in itself is the most rewarding part. It's like taking from somebody from A to B, and B is a far better place for them. Yeah, for, yeah. In whatever that is. And and that's and that's, why, that's one of the reasons why we do the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We've absolutely. had feedback on the podcast from people who have said, 
I didn't know that, and now I'm doing this, yes. and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. That's that. You're right. That's what gets us out of bed. That's what keeps us energized. And yeah, there's work involved in this stuff. But what else are you going to do? Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't lay around all day and do nothing. Yeah. You know, and I'd far rather be working and creating value than not. Yeah, so. exactly. And it doesn't. I think when people uh, think, oh, you know, I I can't go into business because I I don't know what to do. You know, and. You know, I didn't dream of something like say it as a child. You know, that no. I when I'm older, I'm going to have a video platform and send cards to video cards to people. You know, it doesn't matter what the actual thing is. No, it's as you say the the process. Yeah, and that's what we enjoy exactly as you described. Going from A to B and B is a better place for someone, even if that's just that. Not that they've even taken something from a podcast episode, but that they've just enjoyed the hour listening to it or exactly. whatever. You know, they've. That's the difference for us, um, and and that could be anything in lots of ways. You know, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't need to be a specific. Oh, I'm going to be going into this line of work or this industry. You know, that that's not necessarily what it's about. No, I think what it does is it it makes it gives you a sense of purpose. Yeah, I I genuinely feel responsible, and I'm mm. sure you do as well, to our audience. Yes, I've they in that. If we don't show up tomorrow, yeah. I feel like I'm letting them down. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. we've got to step up, yeah. right? Because um, I feel like that's that's our promise. Yes. Yeah. And it's the same for our Say It customers, the Say It video customers. It's say our promise is that they're going to get, their friends and family are going to be able to create something that's entirely unique and the recipient's going to get this amazing experience. Yeah. For our business clients and that, that we're going to be able to, we create something that, enables them to attract more customers that does yeah. all of that kind of stuff for smiley booth when we're finally able to deliver lots more events again it's yeah. like we want to be that thing that really just enhances that event yeah you know it's that there's a real sense of purpose with that, that yeah definitely that, that gets just that fires us up yeah and and, that, and that's and that could be any widget right that, yeah. again going back to if you're a hairdresser or if you're a candle seller if you're whatever yeah. widget seller you are is that you know you're you're stepping up and you're creating value. And, and that's the whole point about enjoying the journey, you know, yeah. um, which is something that, you know, we, we very much advocate on this podcast and it's the top line on our website. You know, mm. it's, it's not about getting to the millions of pounds, you know, that that's all very nice. And obviously you want to be paid well for your time and, and have, you know, future wealth for your children, etc., and security and everything that comes with being wealthy. But that's not what business should be about. It should mm. be about, actually enjoying what you do and wanting to deliver a good result for people and being passionate about it. Yeah. The money will only get you out of bed for a certain amount of time. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's everything else that is is what makes you do what you want to do every day. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, the money is a byproduct of yes. how many people that you positively impact. Yeah. But in, in most cases. Apart from in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And beginning in 2021. But yeah. it, it will come back. They keep talking about... Um, the 20s being like the roaring 20s of the last century. That once we're through all of this, it's going to be like... It's going to go nuts. Boom, yeah. And we'll have smiley booze say it and... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll see what happens. I'm yeah. optimistic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I hope that's been helpful for anyone that's either thinking of starting a new business or starting a new business or if you've had to pivot and create a new project. Um, for, for those of you that are already in business, I, th- I hope that's been worth kind of revisiting. Yeah, cool. Well, that was episode 80. Go for it. Three. Yay. (laughs) Okay, have a good day. Bye.